We're joined today by lead singer, guitarist of SA band Paradise. No, that's shit. I'm going to restart. <laughs> I love a band. I love a band that's full of SAs. Just a mad Mexican <laughs> friends. It's great shit. Lead singer and guitarist of Paradise Club Gear. How's it going? Welcome to 78 Amped. G'day, guys. Thanks for having me. It's our absolute pleasure. Hey, man, before we dive in you know, full on into the, the interview, we like to find out what's sort of like tickling your fancy at the moment musically. What's What's been spinning in your playlists? Um, uh, from Brizzy as well, I believe. Golden Vessel. Um, oh. Golden yeah. Vessel and Accuray, I believe. Accuray. Okay. Um. Yeah, they're they're doing that some label thing called like is it Summer Click? Okay. Now uh, this is the first time I'm hearing of this, but that's because I'm probably not as clued into uh, yes, Golden Vessel stuff. Summer Click, yeah, and it's um these two artists and they're making really cool kind of. It's like I really like No Rome, so this is kind of like I feel it's like similar to that, only a more. Um, I hate to say it, but like a bedroom bedroom vibe it's got a more um a lot more wavier guitars um a lot a really nice warm homely production feeling so yeah right it's just really it just makes you feel good production quality is just cool you know when you hear a song you're like it's it's made a bit differently that's what that's yep. what this sounds like so i hear it, I'm like, oh yeah that's what i needed to hear mm. <laughs> we've we've heard a lot um, a lot of bands chatting on the podcast so far about, you know, everyone's just recording their bedrooms nowadays. The the whole studio vibe is not really a thing, especially with COVID. But it, it sort of strikes me how good these bedroom productions actually are these days. Like, oh, well, fucking the, the equipment you can get nowadays. Mm. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Well, before we we dive into the the album. We read recently that growing up you were you're big into your emo bands like Turnover and Tidal Fight, um, among others. But we have a show um, we yeah. like to call the Two Mate Debate, and we argued about what the best Blink album is. Now oh, cool. I won, I won out with Anima of the State because it's you know, I mean to the untrained, uh, you know, unknown listener, it's a pretty fair and uh, you know. It's a pretty fair... It's got uh, the hits on it. It's got the hits exactly, on it. Exactly, exactly. But I want to get your opinion. So Max came out swinging with Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, but in your opinion, what's the what's the pinnacle blink? I'm going to have to go with with Max on a Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Oh, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Finally, a man of culture and a, like a scholar like myself. But, oh. I, but, I, but I will admit, every album has its, has its own thing, right? It's like anything. Mm. Fucking self-titled is insane and even look even to push as far as neighborhoods it's it's like got its own sound but all the way back back to the start you know m&ms and josie on old old albums but take off your pants and jacket because of anthem part two right yeah yeah take look take (laughs) as i said to sam during the uh during the chat take off your pants and jacket has the the quality is better across the whole album like yep uh, Anime of the State has all the hits and, and that's great and, and it's fantastic I love that album too but if you if you go for a whole album vibe it's got to be take off your pants and jacket yeah I um I think so but it doesn't have dump weed but that's okay 
<laughs> well, that's so, gone yeah. horrifically. I thought that was going to go a whole different way. So Sam's been talking this up for weeks. He's like, I've got this in the fucking bag. Oh, <laughs> sorry, mate. No, mate, I do no apologize. that's all right. No, it's all good. <laughs> well, I mean, congratulations. Uh, the self-titled album is uh, it's out in the world and it's fantastic. We're, we're loving it. We, we read, though, that it's been... It's three and a half years in the making. And, and they always say, you know, you've got the whole... All the time in the world to make your debut album. But I guess now that it's it's out, does it feel good? Does it? Do you feel like it's a relief or are you already eyeing off album two? Yeah, I mean, it's like you've got all the time in the world to make your first album, but as soon as it's done, you want it out there, right? <laughs> so... When that was when that was the thing three years ago, we we're like, all right, we're done, let's put it out. But a bunch of people told us not to, so we uh, <laughs> we didn't. Um, and then we ended up just recording more and putting more on. Our tastes change. It's what happens, right? You know, life happens, and then you end up making different stuff, different decisions. So it's okay, but we're definitely eyeing off doing something more already. Definitely. When you say that, you know, your taste change and stuff like that, what, well, first, I, I guess the easiest way to say is what, what do you mean by that? But in the sense of, did the songs themselves change? Did, did you, did you add new material? Did you take away material that you had previously? How, what, what, what sort of specifically did you mean by that? Yeah, we had, I mean, when we were, this is the way it started. So we had, what, 13 songs I recorded. It was just Jack and I in his bedroom. Um, and then we thought, sweet, we've done it got together with Hewan, started jamming it all, like, sweet. Then I just kept writing, kept writing. And then Jack and I were like, why don't we just record this and all st- and put that on the album since we're not going to put it out anytime soon. And, you know, it's the whole game of putting out singles before and kind of you move on and it doesn't come out. So it was just recording, getting better at what we do, um, finding new material and just building together, I guess, which has made... A different sound to what it originally was yeah so whole whole different song so i think from the original album only me and you're there and saturday night were on the original album okay. oh wow yeah and then you know 2018 had a couple other songs and then 2019 had a few more and that's it yeah well that that is a definitely a very changed uh final release mm. Was it weird trying to collect a bunch of different songs and improve them when you're trying to reflect on stuff you wrote three years ago and bringing it to the the scene now in the the current day? Oh, shit, yeah. It's just like <laughs> you write about stuff ages ago, and for you know songwriters, I like to think very similar with this that when you make it, you you you've heard it more than anyone, so you're already sick of it. So. When it comes to doing the new stuff, I suppose it's just like <laughs> you've got to live with the old as well. So knowing what stays and what doesn't is ultimately up to a mutual decision amongst everyone, you know, mm. because in the end, I'm going to have certain feelings about something, but someone else might not. So you just got to be impartial in, in a way and kind of forget about it and just do it. <laughs> yeah, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> well, <laughs> the Paradise Club sound itself is a, it's a really cool one, but from your perspective, if... You know, lovely Arnie Margaret asked, you know, what your band sounded like. How would how would you best describe it? Arnie Margaret, did you grow up? What what was uh, what was your favourite era, Arnie Margaret? (laughs) 
Auntie Margaret uh, actually used to just be, uh, funnily enough, just uh, smashing coke in the 80s to the, in the club. So if that should give you a good perspective on where Auntie Margaret is. Yeah, right. Oh, well, um... just bouncing to Blue Monday. <laughs> Look, Auntie Margaret, we know we know our sound. Then it'd be easy to describe this. Yeah, it'd be like you heard you heard Nuwata. Yeah, you heard Smiths. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but it's 2020. It don't sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> we. We've we've sort of heard. I mean, yeah, exactly. We've heard you know c- comparisons to people like uh, the 1975, um, and and you know Sam and I we love the Midnight as well, and we think that there's a little bit of like a couple of flashes of, of those guys' sound in there as well. Do you find that being compared to to bands like that and to people like Matt Healy is a compliment, or do you, do you find that you kind of get over that, you know, after a little while? How where, how does that feel for you? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if too many people, people have said that. I've definitely seen the 1975 comparison, which, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're a good band. But um, I don't know. I don't really think about that, to be honest. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, no, that's absolutely fair enough. Uh, and, and I guess, you know, like musically, it's, it's stunning and, and it's got this amazing sort of sound to it, which I guess in some ways means that you know, well, especially for me, I, I always hear the music first and then I have to go back and listen again to get the lyrics. And mm. for me, I, I'm, I'm very poor at interpreting lyrics when it comes to, to music. So, I mean, what, what, kind of al- what kind of themes are you looking to sort of explore when you were hitting this album that, you know, lyrically that might not have played out to someone sonic, in the sonic sense, like to me? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I suppose I'm similar with music and then lyrics. It's... Um probably one of my biggest downfalls, you know, is, is just making the song and then worrying about the lyrics later. I'm a very dot pointy kind of person where instead of trying to make it so conceptual and understand, oh, sorry, not like fully understandable, even more conceptual and just about a certain thing, you know, goes through, you know, a lot of relationship stuff and uh, a lot of growing up and a lot of kind of, reflecting on bad stuff that happened and good stuff that happened and just trying to, you know, put it together so that it brings the music <laughs> along with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Well, sort of on the topic of lyrics, one of the highlights for me on the album was boarding and in particular, um, sort of in the, the pre-chorus there when you, you just sort of boldly flat out say, I disrespect you really caught me but what's the what's the sort of backstory behind that song without you know getting too deep into the the personal stuff but you know uh, the boldness of it and sort of the i guess the the theme throughout it boarding yeah that's a cool song um originally wasn't going to be on there but like we wanted to put something else on there because we're like fuck we're only at 10 songs we got to recycle one of the oldies here we go um (laughs) and then yeah, that one came about. I don't know. I called it boarding because flying a lot in the last couple of years for the band mm. and, you know, just personally. So I was doing a lot of boarding and I was bored and I just didn't like where I was at. So it's kind of about me. I'm just saying it about myself, really. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. <laughs> the, we, we, uh, I, I don't know if we're allowed to say friends. Don't know if it'd be reciprocated, but we're big stands of, uh, of towns uh, yeah. who are, you know, com- compatriots from you guys down in, uh, yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. And, 
we want to know. Uh, Aston and Dan, absolute bullshitters. What's the? They they reckon what Adelaide's the best city in 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 Australia to play. <laughs> Are they bullshitting? <laughs> they're very genuine people, so I would like to say that they're not bullshitting. I would like to take the word for that. <laughs> so <laughs> that's coming from me, and I I'm I'm from down here, so. I'd All right. Like two, I would like look, to think they're not okay. <laughs> two can't be lying. That's that's fair. Are you gonna are you gonna uh, force anyone in the band into the, getting the, uh, the the shaved mullet like Dan? Uh, Hewan had that hair. He had that hair a while ago, but he's um. Did he have it before Dan? He, look, I don't want to say he did, but he he did. He's had he had it for many <laughs> he had it for many years. Um, we knew he, Dan was just being a piece of shit. <laughs> no, he's a lovely gentleman, but I he do is. have to admit, it is a very cool hairstyle. And if I could grow that much hair, well, I would bloody have three mohawks or whatever. <laughs> Triple mole. I'm back. I'm into it. Triple mole. <laughs> well, we have it on good authority that a recent visit to Brisbane gear, you in particular, uh, mm. you you were nearly killed on the roads, the Brisbane roads. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Can you can you tell us a bit about that one? Yeah, right. Um, this is a good one, actually. We were <laughs> we're up there a couple of years ago, and I'm, I'm notoriously um, a pretty racy driver. Um, I'm not used to that much power in a car. I got an old Hilux, so it's quite slow. Whenever I get in a car that's new, I'm a, I'm out of there. Um, and we were, we went to we went to Movie World. I don't know. We just wanted to go really fast, so. <laughs> pop down a movie world while we're up there um and then on the way back we're actually stopping off somewhere to get buy some weed funnily enough and then <laughs> we had to take this exit and i didn't expect us to have to turn off so soon and then <laughs> we're in a fucking key carnival and then well, i was on the fourth <laughs> lane on the right and we had to take this exit and obviously i just went we're gonna turn off the exit and i've just gone whoop all the way across four <laughs> lanes <laughs> That's a man with places to be. I like it. I like it a lot. Oh, it's bold. I love it. <laughs> it's got to be done, hey? It does. All for that movie. We, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> that weed's strong. Superman's strong. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> the uh, we we had um, Dizzy Deathrays on here uh, probably uh, probably a couple of months ago now. Oh, cool. But yeah. um, it was right after they did the cover of Run to Paradise and. That kind of got us thinking, and it's it's a totally a pun-based question, so be ready for it. As a connoisseur of the Club of Paradise, what is more paradisical? Is it Paradise City or Run to Paradise? Oh, shit. Fucking Paradise City all the way. <laughs> that was I, the, the conviction that you came out that with. I was, I mean, I'm all in. I'm sold. Well, have you ever played Burnout Paradise? That's the, the theme song. Fucking game. Paradise City, right? Great so game. that's two paradises in one. It's a two bird, one stone kind of deal. <laughs> Maybe you should be petitioning. Uh, I don't even know who made Burnout Paradise, but pe- petitioning the remake, getting a Paradise exclusive uh, <laughs> set list. You <laughs> run to Paradise, Paradise City. I'm sure there's others. Cold you think that's a good paradise. idea? <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy. <laughs> well, lastly, Gear, it'd be unfair of mm. us not to, to mention your spot at yours and ours. It's, I mean, fingers crossed it goes ahead. Um, but if so, I'm going to go out on a limb and, and say it's going to be, you know, the the feel good, the best feel good set in quite a while. Oh, fuck yeah, it's going to be wild if it goes ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, he, to be fair, what, what was it that just Big Pineapple just got pushed back mm. today? So yeah, well, the crossed. Big Pineapple, the the monument up in Queensland. <laughs> that would be fantastic, and I'd be all in. No, there's a, there's a music festival they host there every year at, oh, the, at true, the monument. <laughs> oh <laughs> so, really? Oh wow. Uh, I would be cool. uh, to be fair I would love if the actual big pineapple someone just pushed it down a hill to be fair it got stolen once remember that how do you steal how the big pineapple how did someone steal that yeah I think I vaguely remember that it was a I think it might have been the council or someone did it like as a stunt and they they stole it and then they like were like where the fuck's the big pineapple and then like two, like I don't know two weeks later or something like, oh it's been here the whole time fuck how did we miss it they buffed oh, it up brought it mm. back <laughs> cut her into slices <laughs> nice Got her ready for pizza. Well, well, Gear, thank you so much for, for taking the time to have a chat with us on the, the 7018 podcast. And um, I was going to say, more than anything, I appreciate you helping me belt the shit out of Max with the blink chat, but that didn't go. He pre-wrote that line. He I was did. so sure that he pre-wrote it's the pre-wrote. line. It's pre-wrote. It's pre-written, sorry. But uh, yeah, that's really backfired on me. But uh, <laughs> if you haven't already, make sure you check out Paradise Club's self-titled debut album and Maxi, as usual, 79M for all the socials. Is that correct? That's the one, mate. On every, pretty much, pretty much anyone that you find social media, hit 78M and you'll find us. Unreal. Well, Gear, thank you very much.